0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Business Academy podcast where we help you to build a staff-driven practice that can grow with or without you being present so you can do what you want to do, when you want to do it, and with who you want to do it with, obviously those you care about the most, We want to help you with a legacy practice that is going to grow and expand and live beyond you so you can do the things that you love. Uh, th- today, This week's episode, and today, I am joined by a personal friend as well as a uh, 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 an amazing chiropractor uh, in the uh, Palm Beach County area in West Palm Beach, my good man and friend of the Business Academy, Dr. Matt Simons. Dr. Matt, thanks for joining us today. Ethan, having me. Awesome. So here we are on a um so what is it? A Wednesday afternoon, Tuesday afternoon, and uh, you know you could be slaving away treating you know five hundred patients a week all yourself right now, but instead you're. Hanging out in your office, doing a podcast, having a chat, uh, man. We'll we'll get to how you got to that point in practice, but you mind starting us off with, um, you know, when you got into practice and what it was like in the old days? Uh, yeah. So uh, I, uh, I graduated
1: uh, shortly after uh, BJ Palmer. Uh, you know, eighteen. Uh, no, I'm um, so <laughs> I've been practiced for uh, twenty years now, and uh, I started off in a um, a very typical type of, um, alpha male, um, macho, um, you know, like just go for it, see a thousand patient visits a week or, or you're nothing type of attitude. Um, and, uh, I was surrounded by just these, um, these guys who were willing to like work 24 seven, um, you know, doing whatever in order to, to see a thousand a week. And, um, I, I managed to, uh, you know, Work myself to the bone, um, not vacation for uh, you know most uh, of a decade, um, and uh, you know, and got to a thousand a week, and you know, and maintained a, about a 750, 800 a week practice um, for um, a long time, and uh, you know, it was uh, getting to an age where I was like, you know, I, I'm it was like the golden handcuffs, you know, so uh, I had the nice stuff um, you know, but, i uh, wasn't able to really enjoy it. Um, you know, so it's like my, uh, my car looked great, you know, sitting in my parking lot as I was cranking them out 12 hours a day. Um, and, uh, I just felt like there's, there's gotta be more to this. You know, I can't see myself doing this when I'm you know in my fifties and sixties, um, and beyond, uh, I'm missing a lot of my, my kids, you know, going through school and, and everything else. I, I really couldn't uh, enjoy them as much as I I wanted to. I missed some dance recitals. I missed you know parts of their lives. So um, you know enough was enough, and uh, I felt like I needed to make a change. And a, I ran to a, a buddy of mine um, at uh, at a Florida chiropractic conference for for and said, "I've I've seen you in a while." I said, "Well, I, you know, I joined this group, um, and they taught me how to get my life back." Uh, I was like, well, give me some of that. <laughs> so, uh, he introduced me to you guys and, um, uh, it allowed me to take my golden handcuffs off, you know? So I, I started to, um, to put in, uh, the people and the processes, uh, that, um, could, uh, systematize my office, uh, based upon, and not to simplify it. I mean, it was, it was a, a challenge to get it done. Um, and I'm not going to lie and say that, uh, you know, it was, you know, all sunshine and rainbows. Um, there was, there was some kicking and screaming and crying and I, I lost some team and had to replace them with, uh, with new ones along the way. Um, but all said and done, um, it really more than changed my practice. It changed me and it allowed me to look at processes and systems from a 30,000 foot view And see what needed to be implemented so that uh, I could start with the end in mind, as Stephen Covey says, and work my way back, reverse engineer, what's it going to take to create that system that can run unto itself. And uh, um, it's created not only more financial freedom, but um, more time. And you really can't buy that back. And you you can always get more money, but you
0: can't get time. That's so true. Uh, and if we look at, I mean, just the, you say, we say systems, right. But I'm, we're talking report of finding systems, leadership systems, uh, systems around scripting and how to get a doctor, you know, do- multiple doctors in place. And uh, one thing you did was uh, in that time, you sense, you know, you put your ego aside and, and allowed kind of that macho man. I can, you know, that's. Get to a thousand visits a week and and work yourself to the bone and you brought on associates into your practice important to them uh over those years as well as pouring into your support staff um you have a pretty incredible story last year you know COVID hit uh and then uh being the macho man that you are you pushed your body to the brink and uh you know recreationally and then you were out for how long was it again for surgery uh, two
1: months a little over two months
0: uh, yeah, so the average, average Cairo is going to be out for two months for surgery. I mean, their practice could go under. What, what happened with you guys? Yeah, we actually grew uh, during that time.
1: And, uh, you know, I, I had mixed feelings about it. You know, like, how, how could you guys be growing without me? You know, <laughs> but uh, it was uh, it was an interesting time. You know, I, I decided that I was going to uh, race a 16 a year old kid in my neighborhood and show him uh, that a 48 year old guy could keep up with him, uh, which I certainly could not. Um, and I, I tore my quad muscles off the bone and, uh, ended up having a, uh, about a four and a half hour surgery, uh, to repair it and, um, ended up with, uh, physical therapy, never took a drug, um, with the exception of what they gave me in the hospital to put me out. But, uh, um, so I managed to, uh, to get through that without any kind of medications. Um, but I did do a lot of, uh, a lot of rehab to, to bring myself, um, back, uh, to physically be able to get back to the office. Um, but what it, it showed me was that, um, you know, not that saying that people are replaceable, um, but uh, when you have good systems, um, you can take a, um, an average person. And if you plug them into extraordinary systems, they will rise to the occasion. Um, if they know, um, you know, what the, their goals are, if they know what their products are, what their job is, and, and the hat that they wear. Um, you know, they know how well they're doing in that. And uh, there's a way to basically um, guide um, self-driven behavior. Uh, So rather than being micromanaged, a person can manage themselves.
0: So so important. That's huge. Can you you talk a bit about leading up to that point in your practice? Most doctors are... You know no one can do it better than them when it comes to treating patients um maybe they've been burned in the past we talk about this a lot on the podcast with other dcs that have managed to build a staff-driven practice and they successfully put in place really great doctors and chiropractic associates into the office uh tell us a bit about like a tip or a tool whether it's mindset of, of letting go and letting somebody else treat your patients or it's part of the training that you gave them to make them so effective. Can you give us like a a, a golden nugget that you feel would be uh, empowering for other uh, practice owners out there about getting another doctor or two in the office, uh, treating their patients, so they can kind of build some flexibility in their schedule. Uh,
1: yeah, I think it's a systems thing again, uh, just because uh, the kind of work that we do on our office is a it's a corrective model. So um, we have a way to evaluate a patient, you know, before care, middle care, after care, where that's systematized. So as long as the uh, practitioner is working that system, um, you know, the adjustments uh, should be identical or very similar to it. So um, you know, even though there is a flare or an art to it, um, I prefer the adjustment above the atlas in terms of really um, educating and pouring into our patients when they're on the table. And I think three quarters of it is giving people the big idea of how they heal themselves from the inside out and empowering patients uh, to really grow their mindset. And so that's where I focus on 50% of my training with uh, my docs or even my team is just pouring that purpose and that principle into them. Uh, and the more passionate they are, the more they own it, um, and the more they feel like they can help to direct uh, the patient to do what's necessary um, to take care of themselves. The adjustment, whether it's you're giving one or receiving one, is just—it's a—it's a tool, it's a technique in, in the in the toolbox. Uh, but without the right mindset, um, you're lost. So uh, I would say that I spend fifty percent of my time when it comes to trainings um, is in the practical, hands-on stuff because you have to to know that. Um, but um, honestly, I can I can teach I can teach my CAs how to adjust. Um, I really could. So, um, but the uh, the authority and directness with which you have to have with your patients when they're on the table um, comes from a place of certainty and comes from a place of uh, knowing um, that you're in a a conscious um, or a an unconscious consciousness. Like you have to be in that place where you know that you. You know that you know, Um, and you have to understand that a lot of patients are coming in in a place of unconscious incompetence and they don't know what they don't know. And so taking them through those four stages of learning um, is a constant educational sales process. You know, so um, and it's when I say selling, you know, selling is not a bad thing, obviously. So we're constantly selling every communication that we have with everyone. So it's really just really empowering people to sell themselves. Um, and evangelizing into our patients so that they feel like they want to teach others the same thing. So I'm not trying to teach to my patient, I'm trying to teach to the people that they would teach to. Um, and when I teach to my doctors um, or my staff, I'm not teaching to them, I'm teaching to the people that they would teach to, which are the patients. So if you're always trying to think at least two layers down uh, in the educational model.
0: That makes sense. That's So pouring into your doctors to do that and to, I see you do it, but uh, uh, how to do that, have that, have that mentality, but also have the direction to do that is is going to be big. Um, You said something really interesting when you were out of the office on, uh, on your recovery, recovering, essentially, you said you were getting kind of jealous. The office is growing without you. Was that kind of a stage you had to go through mentally, like an ego check when the office was growing without you being there necessarily? What did that do for you?
1: So I, I was sitting there, You can imagine, like I'm, I'm on my bed and I have this um, device uh, that basically is moving my leg up and down. That's uh, a passive uh, type of, of movement device uh, for my hip. Uh, and I have this thing on for eight hours a day, um, but I had to keep my leg in there. Um, so um, I didn't, I, I, I couldn't have any involvement. So I'm sitting there and in some ways I'm, I'm bored out of my mind and I'm looking for um, a reason um, that other people, you know, should be sad that I'm in this position. So I'm calling the office and I'm like, what do you need? And they're like, no, we're, we're good. Um, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, well, you gotta have some kind of fires that I should be able to put out like what, and they're like, no, we're, we're good. Uh, so, um, for me, that was a little bit of a, um, you know, slap in the face that, you know, here I was, I was constantly, uh, for years, the fire putter out. I was the, I was the firefighter in chief and, um, what the systems did was they took off my fire hat uh firefighter hat and uh they put it on to other people or even more importantly um took it to the point where it was more proactively done so we didn't have to be as reactive um at that point and uh you know so i didn't really uh feel like for a certain part of the period of time that i was needed And I was thinking, okay, well, what's next for me? You know, (laughs) am I starting another business? Am I starting another practice? Um, You know, when I go back, um, do I go back? You know, or am I just, you know, staying at home and working from home at this point and uh, going in, you know, one day a week to do the team meeting? And when I did come back, I did did that for a while. Um, And, uh, you know, then I actually, I missed the game a little bit. So I have to admit that I I started adjusting um, a little bit more on some of my uh, old patients that have been with me for 15 years. Um, but that was just more out of my want um, than you know someone else um, making me do something. So I wasn't doing it you know, uh, because I had to and did because I wanted to.
0: That's kind of the thing, right? You have that, that choice and that flexibility to be able to choose. So many doctors are just, they're striving for having, I guess, basically just having freedom to do what they want to do versus the uh, obligation to right. always have to be there with the ball and chain
1: and there's a sort of magic uh, about that because when you adjust someone
0: uh,
1: out of the pure intention and the pure love of the game um, it, it brings that element um, of that those first years in practice where you're doing it just for the joy of it as opposed to um, some external locus of responsibility where you're being forced to do something and uh, therein lies all of the the healing honestly you know like uh, you're a better healer um when you're doing it from a place of of joy
0: it's so cool i was uh, chatting with uh a good friend of ours uh dr steve rinicki and um out of savannah georgia and and steve's taught me a lot over the years i'm sure you guys have obviously over the years taught each other a lot of things as well as you guys have been going through your practice journey one thing uh that dr rinicki is just it's imperative for him is that he takes You know, four vacations a year uh while he's in practice, he does that because he he says one really important line that goes with what you're saying, which is um a happy doctor has something to do with this healing thing with the adjustment. You know, and a burnt out, uh unhappy, uh somewhat resentful doctor would, you know, uh will will affect the healing process for the patient. So the fact that you've you've been able to put yourself in this position to have the freedom to adjust who you want to adjust, when you want to adjust them. I mean, the power of your adjustment and that connection with the patient uh, has a lot to do with where your headspace is now versus where it was at before.
1: I would say for me, it's uh, about every six weeks. Um, taking a, a long weekend would be a, a good way to kind of reset, you know. And uh, I think it was uh, Abraham Lincoln who said, "If I had, uh, you know, said if I have twelve hours to cut down a tree, I would spend the first um, ten of them uh, sharpening my axe or, or some to paraphrase that. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, a, your mind is your ax and, uh, and, everything that you do, uh, comes from that. You can get a lot more done when you're, you know, feeling sharp
0: for sure. And you do that a lot too. I mean, you spend, uh, uh, sometimes spend a weekend or a long weekend, you'll go out and maybe just on your own. Um, and you will, you know, not maybe to travel far, but you'll just go and you'll have a notepad and, and let your mind kind of go and, and re shuffle your, uh, your, your, Strategic priorities of the business, or let your mind go creatively with where you want your vision to go. Talk a bit about uh, why you do that and and what that does for you as a practice owner uh, managing now uh, a practice with multiple services in it. Yeah, and so whether it's by
1: by uh, meditation, which used to be at six a.m., but uh, because of you, is now uh, a little bit earlier. um <laughs> you! <Yeah. laughs> uh, it's uh, that is the the focus of the day, certainly to you know. Um, Then writing down goals. So once you kind of clear your mind, uh, writing down your goals, making sure that you're um, still in alignment with those, that it's not just, again, being done because it's a should, uh, it's being done because it's a want and then a must. Uh, And then uh, making sure that you have three uh, actionable steps um, that would come from uh, those goals that you can uh, work towards in that day um, so that every day, uh, even if you don't get as much accomplished. Um, as you wanted to, you worked on the important stuff uh, because there's always going to be a list um, that you could feel overwhelmed by. There's always a million things to do, uh, but there are going to be the ones that, that rise to the top that are going to make the most impact uh, in in your life. And so uh, the other thing is that it's not all about work, you know. So whether it's um, you know taking trips or or whether it's spending a quality time uh, with my wife or whether it is Um, making sure that I'm investing more in um, the the team and really spending the time with them, getting to know them, appreciating them. Um, I'm I'm able to uh, allocate my time, again, in in a way that's going to uh, make the most uh, joy and impact in
0: my life and and
1: those that are around me.
0: That's so awesome. Um, For the uh uh new grads at a school or uh dcs that are just getting into practice uh early on right now or looking to open up a practice or you know move into that stage in their uh career as a chiropractor um gosh what is uh what is one or two things you would share with somebody starting up a practice from scratch or even taking one over uh but they're in the beginning stages of their of their business uh maybe mistakes to avoid or you know, uh, lessons you would want to impart to, to those. Well, I mean, it, it can't be overstated that when you're
1: getting out, there are so many things to do and, um, don't, don't look at someone who's been in practice for 20 years and say, Oh, I want that without understanding that you have to go through the other seasons of practice in order to get there. So Uh, You know, there's, there is no, there is no easy path. Um, You're going to work your ass off and um, blood, sweat, and tears all the way, but there are um, smarter, not harder ways of getting there. uh, Certainly, Um, you know, uh, getting a coach, having some kind of mentor relationship, um, surrounding yourself with the most successful people that you can be so that you create similar thoughts, habits, and routines. Um, which is going to yield similar results because you can't help not um, getting good results when you're around people who are you know hitting it hard and thinking the right things. That's why people pay tens of thousands of dollars a year for mastermind groups. You know, so if you if you look at whether I mean that's just for for marketing, some of these groups that I've belonged to um, for marketing have been tens of thousands of dollars a year just to be around other people and network and, and rub shoulders with people. Who are doing it at higher levels than you are? So, um, you know, I would say that while school is a hefty investment, um, all it does is give you a license to fail. Um, it just gives you a license to get out there. Um, but the learning about business um, is something that you certainly aren't taught in school to any degree. That's going to make you successful, um, and it is a a series of not only mindset. You know, I was all mindset in the beginning. Without necessarily the um, the structure, um, and uh, so I would say get the infrastructure in, um, you know, and you can always pour. You know, you need the fuel, so you need the mindset, but you need the vehicle as well. And so I had a, a blast of a fire when I got out, but I didn't have a car to put it in. Um, so you guys gave us the engine. Um, to to make it run. Now you can have a beautiful car. You can have a Bugatti sitting there in the museum, but if it doesn't have any gas in it, it's not going anywhere. So you need both, right? So it's uh, it's, it's two two sides of the same point That's
0: so, that's what so true. I would say to Start. Ah, that's so so true. If you got a Bugatti, you can't just let it sit in the museum without any gas in it. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Uh, okay, so now uh what? You know, we kind of get an idea of a lot of the a lot of what you've been able to build in your practice and 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 what it looks like now. Uh, what is what does family life look like now? You have this flexibility and, and freedom with your business. Of course, you're going through every business will always go through different breaking points and growth stages. But the fact that you have the, the freedom with your time more than you ever had before, uh, how does that uh, play into family time with your two lovely daughters and, and your wife and
1: everyone there? Um, so the good news is uh, I was able to, I just came back uh, Sunday night, two days ago from, uh, from Mexico where I'd spent uh, some time with my wife. Um, We were able to go to a house up in North Carolina for uh, one week um, once I was recovered from my surgery uh, last summer and then uh, again over the winter. Um, And uh, to be honest with you, um, I've spent more time at home uh, than my two teenage daughters would honestly like. um, (laughs) That's the the bad news is that, uh, you know, like I learned how quickly and uh, I've become irrelevant. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, But it's um you know it's good knowing that uh, you know dad's available um but uh, not necessarily even when he's uh, when he's not wanted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. It's it's so great even with, even with Jody the fact that you guys can go and, and go to Mexico and again, not shut the practice down or not have to have that lost revenue. The thing will the thing will grow with, with or without you, and that's that's the beauty of it. And that's what we call. Like with TBA, we call it you know building the legacy practice, the, the practice that that grows and lives beyond you. And uh, to your point, I think a lot of doctors uh, don't realize a lot of their justifications are around about not doing that, or around fear or ego. And you've right. been able to conquer both and and have a bigger uh, impact on your community than you ever been able to otherwise. And so, I want to congratulate you on all your success, and not only with the practice, and but also uh, with your family and and everything in life as well. Thanks,
1: man. I appreciate that. Yeah,
0: you got it. Well, um, with that being said, any any final words or parting tips you want to share with the audience uh, before we uh, close this one out?
1: Uh, I would say when you're going to make a decision on on anything, rather than thinking about um, the negative aspect of what if I what if I do this and it doesn't work, um, get into the point of always assuming um, the best. Like so. Uh, what if I didn't do this? And I, and I you know, the lost time. So uh, I have um, probably spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on um, various programs, whether it's you know mindset, whether it's um, exercise, whether it's whatever. Um, anything that you can do to invest in yourself is never a wasted dollar. Uh, so um, just you know, constantly learn, grow. Um, you know, when you stop. Growing is when you start dying. Um, so never make the assumption that you know it all. Uh, and uh, you know, that's, that's probably the, the biggest key uh, that I've had in my life.
0: That's awesome. I love it. No better, uh, w- no wiser words than that to wrap up today's uh, episode of the Business Academy podcast. Uh, Dr. Matt Simons, my man, thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks for time out of your day to okay. hang out and share that. Awesome guys. Okay. With that being said, we'll see you on another episode of the business cabinet podcast next week. And uh, again, keep building that legacy practice, tune in and do what it. new it needs to get done to get the chiropractic message out there, but make sure you have a team behind you. Actually, no. You know, before we end off, Dr. Matt, you shared a quote with me right in the conversation right before this, I'm interrupting my own outro by I'm going to have you see if you can get that quote. You're, you're not, you think you're a leader until tell when.
1: Uh, so I said, if you think you're a leader, but then you look behind you and no one's following you, think again. So a leader's job isn't to create followers. It's to create other leaders.
0: Perfect. Okay. With that said, Dr. Simon's my man. We'll sign out and we'll see everybody else in the next episode of the Business Academy podcast, helping create a staff-driven practice that grows with or without you so you can do what you want, when you want, with who you want to do it with. Until next time, we'll see you guys in the next one. Take care.